0: Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X Grown-Up, and I support Gen X Grown-Up on Patreon, and you should too, at Patreon.com slash Gen X
1: Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In the backtrack edition of our show, we pick a single nostalgic topic we remember fondly from growing up as Generation Xers and dig in deep on that. In this episode, we're going to talk about pizza arcades.
2: Woohoo! Two of the best inventions <laughs> ever. It's
1: like getting <laughs> peanut butter in your chocolate. Pizza arcades. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Your chocolate's <laughs> in my peanut butter. <laughs> Who cares? Put it all in my belly. <laughs> don't don't eat Galaga. Just put him near your belly. Hey, Galaga tastes to pretty the good.
2: Candy form, I'm telling you,
1: <laughs> we're gonna cover all that. But before we get into that, we are gonna do what is always my favorite part of the show. We are gonna hear from our fourth
2: listeners. Damn it! Every time I get that wrong in my head. Every it's time. Okay. Do
0: you still think it's you, George? I know it's he me. He still thinks it's him. He's just <laughs> throwing me off
2: every time. It's like a fake. <sighs>
1: First, we have a new iTunes podcast review. Thank you. Thank. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yay. <laughs> Those podcast reviews help so much in helping people find us uh, when they're searching on iTunes and frankly, any other podcast aggregator. Well, as long as they're good reviews. Uh, and this, in fact, is a good review. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> Yay. This iTunes review is from Apollo 101. Ooh, she gave us okay. five stars. Of course. How did you know it was a she? Apollo? Uh, because because of the she's a one a on of the our end? regular listeners. One of our regular ah, listeners. okay. The subject of it is great podcast. Here's what she had to say. Funny and informative. They have a great friendship and their conversation flows easily. They're great at staying within the topics but without too much unnecessary rambling. Super funny. Love their YouTube channel.
2: Wow. How about that? I don't that? think that was about oh, wow. us. That was, they meant that for someone else. That can't be right. We <laughs> ramble so, all the I damn I was going to say, We're doing that right do you think now. we don't deserve? <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 We're we're rambling right now. That's true.
0: That's true. She said unnecessary rambling.
2: Oh, this is necessary rambling. Critical rambling. Uh, This is stuff you need to do. See, I've (laughs) never understood the difference.
1: So thank you, Apollo 101. And all of you, if you have not yet left us an iTunes review, we sure would appreciate it. It helps us so much more than you know. And we thank you again for doing that. Yeah, awesome. Before we move on, we also have an email from one of our fourth listeners. And this time it's listener Ferg. Fergie oh. listens to our show? Hi, really?
2: The Black Eyed Peas listen
1: to the show? No, no. This is Ferg who runs the uh, Atari Game by Game podcast. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, 10 times <laughs> not, cooler. 10, not ten times cooler. This is better than Fergie.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Ferg is more Fergalicious than Fergie, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote in in reference to our retired advertising mascot's backtrack. You guys remember that? I'm sure. Oh yeah. And he said, "Would it blow your mind to know that Morris the cat and He Man were played by the same person?"
0: It would not. I actually already knew that. Did
2: you didn't know that? I did did know you, that. Know you know that. really? I, yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did it. No, I did. It just I actually just did it. I didn't know the guy's name. I'll say that much. I didn't okay. know the guy's name, but yeah. I had seen somewhere on some documentary at some point that He Man was the same <sighs> Morris the cat thing.
1: I had to look it up. The voice actor is John Irwin, and sure enough, he was the voice of Morris the cat, and he was also the voice of He-Man. I'll be Which damned. I
2: always found odd. Why did the hell did the cat need a voice actor? Can it just purr on its own? No, no, no. It the cat. You never heard Morris the cat? He complains. That's that's his thing. Oh, he yeah, was the very complaining finicky. part. Okay. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, very yeah. finicky. He you know, didn't like the Morris, food. Use and the dungeon.
0: Yeah. He's like, reserve a room in the dungeon for yourself. You know that kind of thing.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of the lines he
0: says. <laughs> Does he? Yeah.
1: Well, I didn't know he was that dark. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Big, okay. big time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you be after you played He-Man all damn day? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Take that He-Man. <laughs> that's my something today. I
1: did too. Yep. So thanks to Ferg, one of our fourth listeners. Listeners. Hey, we sure appreciate both the review and writing in. Uh, if you as a fourth listener have anything to comment on, criticize, correct, compliment, it's all fair game. You can hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com, and we would love to read your comments right here on the show. Right, guys? Yes, sir. With that, though, I say it's time to dig into the Pizza Arcade's backtrack, and we're going to do that right now.
0: When my mom asked me where to go for my birthday, I said Chuck E. Cheese's. Yay! Where everyone could go play games. Games. Or, oh uh, watch a show. A show? Some place
2: where the food and fun are all there. Hang in there, Howie.
1: You can smile, go with Chalky Cheese. George, you said it as well as anybody else could, pizza and arcades, two of the closest things to our hearts and stomachs, they merged sometime in the early 80s into what became a mega powerhouse. Sure, yeah. But before that happened, we did a whole backtrack about arcades, the arcade experience, Mm -hmm. being in that environment with all those video games. And one of the things you regularly had at a good arcade was snacks,
2: right? Yeah, there was usually a little snack counter and they sold sodas and chips and... Sugar-filled, wonderful things to keep you playing your yep. game for hours and hours.
1: So, what, what was the snack that uh, Mo you would always get when you went to the arcade? They have oh, snacks. M&M's. What would you would choose M and M's? Yeah, and what the drink? drink?
0: And the drink. Oh, for me it was always root beer.
1: Okay, George. What was your snack at the arcade? Oh, M Ms and Coke. Yeah. Wow. Cocaine. Wow. Not for me. For me, it was a a Coke and
2: a Watchamacallit. Oh, ah, Okay. <laughs> Had to have the Watchamacallit. So but the M Ms never could, melted. Yeah. You could always you
0: could eat them like a couple at a time, so it worked out well.
2: Right. Yeah. You can make them last. Oh,
1: I just it, it, I just downed the Watchamacallit and then and then meat <laughs> the <coke, so. laughs> it
2: It didn't take me that long to get through a Watchamacallit. It was not a big deal. <laughs> but I remember when the arcades, the snack counters first got you <laughs> the little hot plates behind them or the little things that would warm up stuff. And they would get some frozen pizza from somewhere or something. They would warm up a slice of pizza when they Great first stuff. started serving hot things like pizzas and French fries and stuff like that. That blew my mind at that point. I was like, Holy crap. I don't have to go down to the mall food court. <laughs> I, I can never right have here? to leave. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> it a to be complete. <laughs> and this was before hot pockets were a thing or microwaves. Even. Or microwaves even. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's right. Yeah. If, if there's a cot in the back, I am set. Oh, yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I loved it. It was great. That was one of the best things ever, because then it was like, oh, mom can leave me here while I'm shopping. No, mom, you better go home and come back and get me when the mall closes. Just come back later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I grew up in New York, and I think almost the opposite happened. I think pizza places there started getting arcade machines.
1: Oh, okay. I think, I think that was true all over, but more so specifically for you. You're right, Mo. So, I mean, you have the great arcades, and they started getting food, and the inverse started happening. The places that had food figured out, well, they're not leaving the arcade for food. We need to make, we bring the games in. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you go to your local pizza hut. And I remember, you know, there, there's like this entryway in the old pizza huts where you walk in, and it's not, you're not inside yet, you're not outside anymore. And they would put two or three cabinets in there in my local Pizza Hut. Did you guys experience that? Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: for me, it was uh, Pizza Inn, okay, which yeah. was a franchise that died probably mid-80s, early 90s, something like that. I like Pizza Inn way better than Pizza Hut. We had that little vestibule area, you might call it, whatever. And Ooh, they didn't have the vestibule. I know, right? Nice. Well, well done. We That's not the, the big word the last time, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word of the day, children. There you go. Ding. They didn't have the arcade cabinets. They had the tabletops. And the very first one that they had was Space Invaders at this pizza nice. inn here in Tallahassee. Pew, it was pew, awesome. I loved. Pew. Yeah. And I remember like I would sit there and play it while my parents got the table. And, you know, you had to wait usually for a little while, especially on Friday <laughs> or Saturday nights. And I would sit there and play while they were waiting for the table. We would go to the table. They'd have to call me. I'm like, I've got one more man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then You would go to the table with your parents and you would. I loved pizza Inn pizza. I thought it was far superior to Pizza Hut, but I would scarf down hey, my pizza as quickly bar. as I could. <laughs> To well, still, <laughs> Mr. New York Pizza, I know you're the connoisseur, but I would scarf down my pizza and then run back to the arcade machine as quickly as I could with as many quarters as I could beg, borrow, and steal from my parents.
0: <laughs> right. For me growing up, it was like we knew like which because every pizza place had like one or two machines and that's about it. And so they would generally have the more popular machines, but certain you knew like this pizza parlor had battle zone. We knew that. Oh Oh. yeah, it's
1: like the same ones weren't everywhere. They had like we were kind of scattered, so you knew like, hey, let's
0: play Battlezone, and that's where we happened to eat (laughs) because they had Battlezone there, right? Um, And (laughs) and I think it was kind of like like the little convenience stores and the pizza places had kind of a a love-hate thing about the arcade machines? Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah, while well, it did bring in kids, the negative is it brought in kids. <laughs> it so brought yeah. in kids <laughs> who were not there to eat pizza at all. Right, who just did to <laughs> play the game and would crowd around this machine and there was no space for other
2: customers to get in. And I mean, you damn kids. <laughs> so it was kind of a, a mixed blessing for sure. We did that. We owned a grocery store when I was young. And at one point, there was an aisle that wasn't doing well. And no matter what we put on it, just nobody would buy anything on that aisle. It was near the front of the store. So dad took that aisle down and he asked me to go out and find some arcade cabinets from local game rooms and stuff and we put like five or six arcade machines in that little area for kids to come in a vestibule and Dad was like well yeah in a vestibule right in a vestibule, <laughs> of course <laughs> and we had so we had pole position and we had galaga of course and a nice. few others but it didn't help the business at all <laughs> You made a bunch of quarters, didn't you? Well, we made quarters. Yeah, I'm not going to say a bunch (laughs) of quarters because the grocery store wasn't in like an affluent neighborhood. It was in the... The more poverty stricken area of town, and it was right across from a school. So the kids could only come there before and after school. If they were caught in there during school, the resource officer would arrest them and stuff. They'd get in all kinds of trouble. So You lived in what would be the vestibule of your town. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just outside of the main town. Right. <laughs> I don't think that word means what you think it right, means. Right, yeah. I do not think it means what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting to have those arcade they were everywhere they would pop up in all these different businesses and pizza places were one of the best ones
1: yeah I know I had a similar experience we'd go there to have pizza but I'm like give me a couple of quarters and then I wasn't playing games I would be eager for the pizza to arrive but when I was playing I'm like oh god I hope the pizza takes a long time hope it takes a long time (laughs) because I know they're going to make me stop no matter where I'm at the pizza's here get over here and eat I'm like but I'm playing this yep
2: (laughs) you'd hate to hear your name being hollered across the restaurant by your parents damn it
1: George. <laughs>
2: Crap. And I pretend I don't hear it, right? <laughs> you would do that a couple of times,
0: wouldn't you? They'd have to yep. call you two or three times. That was the rule. One of the funniest places I think that I saw an arcade machine just sort of stuck in there was uh, the a <laughs> local illegal numbers place in my neighborhood. Oh, really? <laughs> Like the bookie. In hindsight, I'm like, was that the smartest move they could have done? thought <laughs> <laughs> well, they were
2: trying to recruit young, they might need some runners and yeah, things like, like that. that. So, but yeah, yeah, they
0: had a Pac-Man machine in there when they first came out. Everybody had a Pac-Man machine back oh, then. Oh yeah, that's true. This is true.
2: Now, one thing that I thought was interesting in the mid '80s, especially those arcades, they kind of grew bigger and bigger as they got more and more popular. Even though the home game market crashed, the arcades didn't for a good long while. That's a few more years. Yeah, yeah. They started adding other things to the arcade like go-kart tracks and Bumper oh, boats sure. and stuff. Yeah, but then of course, if you're gonna make it a destination place that people are gonna spend the whole day at, what do you gotta have? You gotta have some kind of a restaurant type facility. If you want them to be on there on premises, because yeah. you don't want them to leave to go eat. So, yeah. it actually, didn't have to be very good. No, no, it was never good. It was awful. <laughs> it didn't have to be because they knew you had no place else to go. And we still have <laughs> one of those here. here in the town where I live. We have a one that's called Fun Station. It's a local mom and pop type place that's you know just run by the local family. And And the food is awful. It's mostly pizza. I think they also serve like French fries and maybe hot dogs, that kind of stuff. But whatever is simple for them that they can have like high school age kids cooking to serve to middle school age kids who are playing the games. it's all terrible food, but it still makes the experience more enjoyable because you don't have to leave to go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, that was always something that, uh, as those started to pop up, and in in a minute, we're going to talk about the
1: big hitters that became the pizza arcades that everybody knows, but the little mom-and-pop shops, they carried that same arcade vibe that we had. You know, it was -hmm. was a little store in your town, and they're like, well, arcade games are making some money. Sweet. Maybe we should add some pizza. And then That's making money. They're sticking around. Maybe we should add some darts. Maybe we should, and those had that same vibe that you're never going to get back. It was a different kind of experience. It was really like the 2.0 of arcades into these entertainment centers. Makes sense.
2: Tell them why Showbiz Pizza is so good. We make the dough fresh every day. Pile on
0: the good things. It's great, I think. We make them and make them and serve them with pride
2: at Showbiz Pizza Place. Showbiz Pizza Place. Great fun and great pizza.
0: Come for the pizza and stay for the fun. Pizza place. In New York, like the big pizza chain franchise arcade things never really took off that much. I think mostly because of space.
2: Oh yeah, right, that makes you know? sense. Yeah.
0: A lot of real estate they had to take. I'd like to hear like from you guys like what was that like cuz I know in Florida they were huge, right?
1: Oh sure, all over the well, all over the United States. Yeah. Anywhere that real estate wasn't that Except big for premium New York, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> 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 it's, you need to start with the one that was founded first, and the one that's still around today, frankly, is Chuck E. Cheese. Ugh. Sure.
2: The mouse, right? The other mouse. Where they recycled yeah, pizza. Yeah, it became
1: the Walmart of arcade pizza places, and yeah. still
2: is today, to some degree. The, although, I'll say that they had a little bit more flair when they first opened. I think that that's fair. Yeah, we'll talk about another one in a minute,
1: too. That they I, We could argue, I think there's probably a Coke-Pepsi paradigm between these two. Yes. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese was founded in 1977. Really? That long mm-hmm. ago? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Definitely. The whole premise, uh, we've talked about the early kind of pizza and arcade things, but let's start with these things were 100% from the ground up built as a mecca for kids. You had arcade games that you could play. You had pizza that you could eat and sodas that you can drink. And around it were these characters that were very kind of like theme parky. You had yeah, yeah. You know, the Chuck E. Cheese was a mascot. Right. You had a guy in a suit would come out as a kid. This was everything that you wanted in the late
2: 70s, early 80s. Jam under one roof. your parents were just chauffeurs at this point. That's oh, absolutely. That's really all it was. I mean, absolutely. The place Bring where kids in, can be a kid, down, shut there's up. a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you pay the bill when I'm done and then we go back home home other than that i don't want to hear from you i don't want to see you you're a parent i'm a kid this is my place yeah yep you
1: got it and so shortly after chuck e cheese the other one that i said is probably the coke pepsi thing that was really huge was showbiz pizza oh yeah well i've never heard of that one well you've never heard of showbiz nope
2: Really? S-H-O-W-B-I-Z. Showbiz Pizza. Wow. Wow. Well, you got some edumacation. I can kind of (laughs) understand that a little bit. Number one, like you said, real estate being at a premium in New York, there's no way a showbiz or a Chuck E. Cheese could have survived in that environment. Yeah, certainly not downtown. It had Mm. to be out in the Showbiz didn't last. So I can understand why once Mo got to a place where there might have been a showbiz, they were already gone, probably.
1: That's a fair point. So showbiz came along in 1980. So just a few years after Chuck E. Cheese. Before we come in and out of showbiz, I have got to pay the hugest respect to what, for me, made showbiz so amazing. And that was the Rock Fire explosion. The what?
2: So John talks about this all the time because he is this Rock Fire explosion, like, I don't know, like A super fan. Know. I mean, A if know. Yeah. <laughs> if he had enough money and space, he would have one of these things in his house. He's that much into it, I think.
1: So let's educate Mo. You've seen the Country Bear Jamboree yeah, at yeah, Disney, right? Course, yes. Okay. If you had the Country Bear Jamboree, but on a third the budget or less. <laughs> <laughs> so not really animatronic. They're more... And they were at the pizza place singing about pizza. That's the Rockafire Explosion.
0: <laughs> that was the name of the group.
1: The Rockafire was the showbiz house It was the showbiz, yeah. Uh, yep. uh,
0: the explosion was the event.
1: Well, No, the, the, the band was called the Rockafire Explosion. Oh, yeah. okay, that was okay, the okay. name. <laughs> that was the name of it.
2: But I don't think they were first. I think the Chuck E. Cheese little animatronic stuff was first. Oh, I'm not arguing they were first. Chuck E. Cheese had had a shitty
1: house band. No, 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 no. Showbiz no. Okay. had an amazing so house. The Coke band. And Pepsi debate right. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Because the Chuck E. Cheese that I had in this town <laughs> was by far the best pizza arcade of these types ever. It was two stories. They had a grand ballroom animatronic on the scale of a Disney exhibit, and two small little ballrooms on the scale of a shitty showbiz place. But listen,
1: it was just <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese and
2: his band. Showbiz. <laughs> the Rockefeller explosion.
1: Had Billy Bob, Looney Bird, Duke LaRue, oh. Beach Bear, Mitzi Mozzarella, Rolf
2: DeWolf. So I mean, just because you can name them doesn't make them better. Wait,
0: guys, I don't know if I should be impressed or worried that he was able to name <laughs> off every member of that band.
2: <laughs> they had personalities. They had
1: characteristics. It wasn't just a mouse with a guitar. <sighs> These guys had character.
2: The Chuck E. Cheese had an Elvis hound dog.
0: Okay, you do realize that none of these creatures actually existed, right? Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> they had Give an a Elvis hound break. dog. You don't get better than that. I
2: don't care. <laughs> Even my mother liked that because she was a big fan of Elvis. And you could go in there and watch his hound dog sing <laughs> Elvis tunes? That was awesome. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: look, we're going to have to agree to disagree on which had the better house I'm not bang.
2: agreeing to crap with a showbiz neaf. No. <laughs> you, you won't even agree that we disagree? No, oh, because we're just going to
1: disagree. <laughs> okay, we're just disagreeing. Well, we'll just disagree to disagree then. Fair enough. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> no, it is now... It's, it's the only way I can move on. George's okay. in a rut. So we got... <laughs> So Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese, at least we can agree they both had a house band of animatronic animals. Yes, they did. Yes. Okay. All right. And Showbiz was around for a short time, as you mentioned. Mo had never heard of them. Mm -hmm. And understandably, because in 1992... (laughs) They were sucked up by Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, by the winner. That yep. makes sense. Because that's when I moved <laughs> New York was in 92. By, there you go. The innovator was co-opted by the oh, no, monolith no, no. That, that was Cheese. In order Chuck to be e. the innovator,
2: you have to have done it first or better. And they did neither. <laughs> as evidenced by their bankruptcy. Or as evidenced by the Rockefeller explosion. But- <laughs> Which was bankrupt. There we go.
1: There are some very interesting YouTube videos that I'm gonna Mo, I'll get you some links to. Okay. There were some VHS tapes that were sent out to show business that got rebranded as Chuck E. Cheeses, how to retrofit the Rockefeller explosion into the Chuck E. Cheese oh band. Oh my god. Sure. And it's incredibly creepy. <laughs> yeah, it Rip is. the skin off of this bear. <laughs> oh. Take the eyes out of this bird. Put the <laughs> the new skin on it was really creepy and it's oh, especially morose great. if you were a fan of the rock of fire but it's worth seeing their VHS rips and they're out there and also George you alluded to there is a great mm. documentary all about the rock of fire explosion we've talked about it before on different podcasts we'll put a link down below yeah. there are people who you uh, accused me of wanting to have the rock of fire explosion in the house people have bought old unused rock of fire band sets and keep them alive they write new music for the band yeah, to play. they really?
0: do it's pretty
2: amazing that is yeah.
0: it is amazing.
2: I mean, it's also a little bit sad, but that's okay because we like to be uh, yeah. sad sometimes. You know,
1: let that freak flag fly is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is the because they were in these amazing arcades that were meccas for kids. The people who bought these things are people that lived and breathed for an opportunity to go to these places. It was the only place where I didn't have to beg my parents for tokens. There, we're there because I'm gonna play the games. You're gonna get that tokens. That was the whole point. It wasn't for
2: the. That Food. That's right. Well, yeah, it definitely, definitely, definitely was not
1: <laughs> Listen, if the power was out, you're not going to go there for pizza. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because you're not going to play any games. The reason you go. And they would give you a smattering of tokens. Here's your five tokens with your pizza. Right. Hell yeah. with that noise. I need a $20 bill. I need a bunch Get of Get those tokens. bonus tokens. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It was a place that you lived and breathed to go. It was a special occasion or if you could talk them into it. Or maybe I got a couple of A's or whatever it was. <laughs> Birthday
0: parties, I guess.
2: Look, I learned oh, to tie yeah. my shoe. Yeah. Let's go to chucky e. cheese yeah absolutely
1: yeah <laughs> uh, there was another shoot off from this kind of branch those are the two huge ones there was another one that i don't know how broadly it reached there was one called the grand prix arcade that riffed off of george you talked about the small regional ones that mm-hmm. were go-karts oh racing. yeah like the grand prix arcades it. they would have a whole go-kart track all the way around the building and it was a big oh. grand prix theme the, the logo had big black and white checkered flags but inside, it was another kind of a Chuck E. Cheese. It was pizza, and it was a million arcade games. It was just a little more like, you know, it was a more young adult-themed Chuck E. Cheese. It was more about the go-karts in the games than it was about the... They didn't have a house band. So that wasn't there. <laughs> not have an explosion. Well, that's why
2: they didn't last at all. If they didn't have a that's, house that's band, the they're reason. not going to make it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I think the, you know, obviously the larger problem was, as arcades were on the out, things had to evolve to survive, which we'll talk about later. And if you didn't have a house band or something else to do, you know, maybe Maybe there's not a way for you to live. So we've talked about all of these, Mo, and they were huge when they were huge, but you never experienced them back in the day. Uh, before we move on, I have to ask you, though, have you now been to one of these? A Chuck E. Cheese or something? Oh, in yeah. In the interim? Oh, time, I yeah, definitely okay. have.
0: I mean, especially, you know, when my kids were super young, I mean, every party was pretty much at one oh, of these right. Chuck E. Cheeses. Okay.
2: Yeah. So you finally came around. It just wasn't a part of your youth growing Correct. up. I'm just happy that you got to experience the best one. That's all I care about. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just
2: <laughs>
1: sad you never saw the Rock
2: Fire explosion. That's the main loss I mean, here. I, I feel That's it, I actually feel deprived
0: that I have not he seen the Rock Fire explosion. saw it the after the skin explosion. was ripped
2: off appropriately and eyeballs uh, were yeah, swapped in and out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's one of the main things of chucking up to, you know, just missed
2: opportunities growing up that I have not seen the Rock Fire explosion. Wow. The country folk had more fun than the New York City boy. That's a little crazy. That's the one. It's like 100 to 1. Right? That's our one point. So far. <laughs> he gets all the best stuff, we get one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Appearing tonight on three stages at Showbiz P. Pizza place the Rock of Fire Explosion. Summer vacation is real as well. And starring the greatest fresh-baked pizza made to order. Over 60 new games and rides. We have it all.
1: Did you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are gonna keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put but anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code genxup XUP20. That's G-E-N-X-U-P-20.
2: For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Now that we've had the history lesson and we've all come to the same conclusion that Chucky E. Cheese no, was the not. best and that's why it no, won. No, we have not. Yes, we have. Gen <laughs> X Grown not Up Podcast listeners write into podcast at genxgrownup.com. Cast your votes yeah, now. Yeah, because
0: guys, we double negative in here. We're disagreeing to disagree. It's just, <laughs> it's just going into a really bad place. Cast your vote for the Rock and Fire Explo- Let's <laughs> talk
2: a little bit about our personal experiences then, though. I mean, yeah. certainly, we all are very passionate about this subject, as you can tell, so we must have had some wonderful experiences. One of my favorite things growing up, which I never got to do as a kid, but I got to do as a parent, as Mo alluded to just a little while ago, were birthdays. Birthdays at these places were awesome. I came from the generation when your one thing that you wanted to have your birthday at was McDonald's. Everybody remembers the McDonald's birthday club, right? (laughs) Got the little hat and McDonald's guy would come out. and Well, these Chuck E. Cheese showbiz pizza places took that to a whole new level. They took the crown. They did. Yeah, I mean, they kicked McDonald's Burger King, all these places, right? Wendy's didn't even try. I mean, there was no point really. These places, Chuck E. Cheese, Showbiz Pizza, you come there, all these people come out and sing to you. The band plays music. The Chuck E. Cheese guy comes out. The people bring you a cake. You have all this pizza. They have little prize packages to give to you and everything. And the best part about that, after that part of the party is over, you get to go There's play still arcade. An arcade. Games. Yes, sir. You Did do. I hear
1: you correctly in saying that you actually never got to experience
2: that for your birthday? Right I up? didn't know because oh, I'm
0: sorry. For,
2: <laughs> by the time that the <laughs> by the time that the Chuck E. Cheese opened here, I was a little bit more into sports. So most of my birthdays around that age were centered around sports related activity. So my parents would do something at the park and invite the whole baseball team or oh, we see. would go yeah so we didn't do the pizza place birthday i when did I a get kid. a couple of those it was did amazing uh, and it was
1: showbiz so i happy birthday was sung to me by billy bob and Looney bird and duke LaRue <laughs> LaRue and beach bear and mitzi mozzarella and rolf de wolf and all my favorites from the showbiz uh, <laughs> right house band
0: again again i don't know but, whether that impresses me or scares me i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay
1: well, when I stop messing with you you're, you're right the experience I did it I think twice the great thing about it is who do you get to invite because every kid if it's not their birthday they still f- it's not like watching you up your presents yawn right they're also there to play games and have pizza no this was a status symbol kind of
2: thing in school right it's like who should I invite hmm, who's been nice <laughs> who's to me be- who's been nice <laughs> who's yep <the laughs> the that's right yeah we would torture kids with this kind of stuff right I got invited to a couple of these but I never got to have my own and that that I was see. torturous waiting to see if you would get that invite.
1: I'd be like, I don't know, Richie, if you don't give me your Atari game, maybe I'm going to have Billy come right. with
2: you. I would <laughs> see that kind of thing <laughs> happening. I mean, kids would be like, here's my Roger Maris rookie baseball card. <laughs> I, if you just invite me to the birthday party, you can have, you know, I mean, it was crazy the kind of torturous <laughs> trades that would happen right before somebody's birthday at one of these places. I
0: like you see George just be like, do you know what a vestibule is? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that you cannot come. <laughs> you are beneath me. Yes. Go forth to your showbiz place.
1: <laughs> so sportsman that you were George, you talked about birthdays, mm-hmm. but sometimes you had a crossover. Did you not? Did didn't you ever have like your ball team went to?
2: Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese or something? So especially for end of the season trophy parties. That was the biggest sure. part of it. You would you would usually go after each game, you would go to a Pizza Hut or a Pizza Inn type place. That was very standard. We've even Seen that in movies. Uh, the Bench Warmers was a great example of that. Rob Schneider, they had several scenes of at course. the end of each game. They would go to yep. the local Pizza Hut and eat pizza with the kids. We would do that for the lo- regular every week games, but for the final one of the season where you got your little participation trophies. Well, we didn't get participation trophies then. You had to and actually we're, earn we're them. Not millennials. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you either earn well, them you or you got what did. the
2: generation now knows as participation trophies. You would go to the bigger place. They would rent out a space in the area. Or they would have these tables are only for the Braves. Yeah, this they year, often which will have like a, a
1: private room that's just for people that big parties or teams like that, right? And it was yep, a I lot those. of
2: fun to Coaches would get up and make a speech. They would present the trophies to each one of the kids. Your parents would take pictures with the little cameras that had the flash cubes on them that spun, you know, I mean, it yep. was just, it was magical to remember that kind of thing. And I don't think it would have been as fun had it not been for the Chuck E. Cheese and showbiz type pizza places.
1: Yeah. Now, after I went as uh, as a kid, I also, I got to re-experience these again and quite a bit different now, but when I had my daughter and I hadn't been in years and years and years. And so I'm like, well, hell, it's, she has a birthday. She turned one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> she doesn't give a damn, but. But I do. <laughs> right. Let's go check this Out That was like during the crossover, because what used to be, if you only been into a Chuck E. Cheese in the last 10 years, it used to be a huge bank of arcade games and pinball Mm -hmm. machines and pizza. And when I went, it was like 25% arcade games. And pinball. And it started becoming the redemption ticket stuff.
2: Uh, ski
0: ball uh, and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean the, I the like good like stuff was ball. still Ski there. ball counts, Sure. But the rest of that crap, the little light spinning around in a dial and hit the button, that's yeah. some bullshit. I'm telling you, I don't care. Ski ball is okay. Everything else sucks. <laughs>
1: But at least at that time, there was still some classic arcade stuff. You could still play Miss Pac-Man. You could still play Bosconian. And it wasn't Ticket Redemption. That stuff had started to be that. I know we'll dig into that stuff a little bit later. But that was the next little slice of experience that I had was then taking my daughter and going and going, this isn't exactly the same. Something has changed a bit, you know?
2: Well, I got a question for you, John and Moe, maybe for you as well, because I think you experienced the adult side of this, maybe not the childhood side because you didn't have these things in New York. But what about the family night experience? experience right not the birthday I don't mean the you know it's a celebration we're going there but I'm talking about it's Friday night the family needs to go out and every now and then the family would pick Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz if you were a little bit poorer Hey! Hey! (laughs) Cheap shot. (laughs) So, John, what was the difference from you going to something like that if you did when you were a young child versus when you were a parent? I will tell you, I don't think I ever
1: went to... To one of those as a family, that it wasn't some special event. Oh, really? Okay. I can't remember a time that just, hey, where do you want to go? Well, you know, we're going to go to a restaurant to eat. For whatever reason, it never really occurred to me as an adult and as a kid. As a kid, I would have done it every single time, but as right. my parents never did that either. It was only ever like for special event. I think that kept it magical. Maybe sure. It never got diluted or watered down. It was always, you know, woo! Just the one time a year, I see the Rock of Fire. You right. know, so <laughs> it wasn't like something I did regularly. I had the to difference- earn
2: between going to Disney once a year versus having an annual pass and living in Orlando. And living right there. Yeah, I think
1: so. Right. I mean,
2: maybe I would have enjoyed it just as much, but I never really did that. And,
1: and Mo, you picked up on this later. Under what events would you go to one of these now? Was it just it was to treat just treat your kids? Birthdays,
0: or? mostly. Huh. huh. Yeah, yeah okay. mostly family birthdays, kid friend birthdays. I guess the thing that really uh maybe like, or I should say like, tolerate Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can like showbiz, you tolerate Chuck E. Cheese. Good yeah. call, when they, um, is when they actually started serving beer and wine. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> just because yep. I was like, thank I'm, you. I'm God. Let's go. I'm like, how much is a beer? $30. I'm like, sold. <laughs> I'll take two.
1: <laughs> but George, I'm guessing you
2: asked you had a different experience. You would go just off the cuff in both situations. Yeah. As a child. And then later as an adult, my mother would talk my father into taking us there just for a regular family night. Occasionally, probably once every couple of months or something like that. Not well, we were every established week it, or anything we all
0: Love like your that. mother, so she's your yeah, mother is a saint. Awesome. So it doesn't right, surprise yeah. me a bit. She clearly loves you more than any of our mothers loved us.
2: Well, she was awesome. I mean, she's she's the best mom. Every son is going to say his mom is the best mom. They're all no, wrong. I every...
1: apologize.
2: My mom's the best mom. Your mom, yeah, she. Your mom's pretty, your mom's cool. pretty She's pretty My mom too. too, though. So so your mom is my mom. So I get double the mom. So I'm happy. Okay. But, <laughs> I just didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese as much, so it's you're it, one notch. One. It notch. was really fun, but what I found as an adult. I started sneaking that suggestion in. My wife was not a video game player. Have you not grown up in America? <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I started sneaking that suggestion in and she likes video games. She actually got hooked on skee-ball and she's a skee-ball phenomenal whiz person. Like the little circle that's up in the left-hand corner, the right-hand corner, it's like 10 billion points. She, she just peppers that it every nine time times in a row. Yeah. Every time <laughs> wow. she just drops it in there nine times. That's in a row. free tickets right there. She does. She always hits that, you know, it's got the bonus above the bank of the skee-ball machines. If you get this score, you get 10,000 points. She empties that thing out every time. And kids are like, wow. Oh, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) We just got the teddy bear. Go away, little child. <laughs> nice. But I found that I wanted to take my son there. He would enjoy the pizza and the little ticket games and the little, you know, you put a token in and this little car that rides like the things outside the grocery stores when we were growing up. Sure. I liked it because in the back corner, there was usually a Miss Pac-Man and a Galaga right. machine. You Just, got it. That was the yeah. only arcade game in there. Everything else was Redemption yeah. Crap. Maybe a Donkey Kong if you're lucky. It was I like know. grabbing yeah. a little bit of my childhood, the pizza, the fun, kids running around. And then there was still that classic arcade game in the corner, too tucked away where nobody knew where it was or played I it and I'd be there yeah. for hours my wife would have to go honey we need to go home like I got four ships left I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about I'm not leaving <laughs> you go get a cab
1: before we dive real deep into this whole the downfall of how the ticket redemption kind of took over I have one more main experience that I want to share this might have been at one of those uh, Grand Prix arcades I don't really remember but it was absolutely something that is etched in my memory as an amazing experience I had I wish I'd done this 20 times as a kid I, I periodically went to church as a kid my my family wasn't real religious. I was never really religious. But what they would do is youth groups would often find things that entertained kids to get kids to suck them into the church and come more often. Right. So one of my buddies who was a huge churchgoer said, John, you're a big video game arcade fan. I'm like, fucking right, church boy. What, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking right. I'm a huge game <laughs> lover. <laughs> so,
1: I didn't say that actually. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had in retrospect. It would have been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I say, yeah. Tell me more. What do you want? He said, "We're going to go to a lock-in." And I'm like, oh, "What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah." yeah. And,
1: he, and I'm like, "Tell me more. What? I never heard of this." And he goes, "No, it's a, you know a lock-in." I'm like, "No, I don't understand. Tell me, explain." And he's like, "Yeah." So we go like seven or eight o'clock at night to the Grand Prix. I'm like, "Yeah, I've been there at seven or eight o'clock at night." He said, "Yeah." And then they lock the doors with us inside, and we don't leave until six o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, "Where do I sign up?" <laughs> Here's my. How soul, many Jesus, Bibles me do I have
0: arcade. to carry? with me to go to this lock-in. Do I need to be baptized. I can do that.
1: Whatever, whatever it takes.
2: You Circumcision, tell me okay, Judaism. I'm in the ball pit? What's going on? What is here? it?
1: Judaism? What do I need to switch to? I'm in. I'm ready. And I think it was maybe 25 bucks or so that you paid and literally it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I was in Hog Heaven you walk in the door and it started with a pizza party and over the night you could have more cold pizza that was laying around if you wanted and all the arcade, they didn't have free play back then so what you had was you had to go and get tokens but right, you were locked yeah. in all night long and the memory I might have told this before in the show I forget is they thought that you were like hogging the tokens like you were going to come back later when it wasn't the lock in and so you'd walk up to the desk and say I need some more tokens and the guy wouldn't believe us. Really? And he would go show me your pockets and eventually <laughs> what it had to do <laughs> you walked up and he'd say hop up and down he wanted to
2: hear if there were tokens oh, jingling in your Lord. pocket
0: <laughs> oh jeez
2: he did understand this was like a Christian group that, or church group that was going yeah, there you, like it, no, I guess whatever. You church people we were, steal
1: all the time you know we were still little punk kids so. <laughs> so it got to the point where he would only give you like four or five tokens and so you go play games and we got trained like Pavlov's dog we walked
0: up to him jumped up and down a few times and he hid <laughs> his tokens he didn't even ask <laughs> Easy <laughs> you now, you're you're home and you want to get some money from your mom. You uh, walk up, money, drop hop it and down. And down. Hop up and down. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I've proven I don't have tokens
1: already. So. <laughs> but that lock-in was amazing. I never did it again. You know, maybe I, I didn't get invited back, or maybe I didn't do it again, or maybe arcades died, or who knows. But that was an amazing experience that only could have happened back then when though the heyday of those arcade things were awesome. And the closest to it today are these uh, free play arcade conventions we go to, and you don't quite get locked in, but at least you get to free play all you want. Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. It is, it is. So I get to relive that a little bit each year out Chuck e. Cheese's birthday package with balloons, hats, ice cream sundaes, and extra tokens for lots of fun. Chuck e. Cheese's Take Time theater. Open for lunch and dinner.
2: Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight,
0: and commentary on the comic books we love.
2: And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you.
0: You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X talk to you guys soon it sounds like you guys had a really Great time growing up with all this stuff, but it mm-hmm. definitely seemed like fair it had a downturn.
2: Yeah, damn, redemption. I mean, and, and when it went out, it went out pretty quick, didn't it? For the most part, I mean, there's still Chuck E. Cheese around, but yeah, it, it
1: was it was gradual e, but it definitely was on this downward slope by probably the mid '90s or so. And by downward, I just mean the thing that we loved the most about it—those classic arcade machines. Those were on the out because arcades were on the out, right? I mean, right. that
2: wasn't a viable
1: business model anymore.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, if the arcade games. Are going, then the pizza places have to go with them or change over or do something different. Some of them Thanks adapted, <laughs> and some of them didn't.
1: <laughs> we talked about before why arcades died, and then you know just briefly, it was because you know the upswing of uh, home video games became you know a better quality went up quality. so high that yeah. yeah, yeah, and it just for whatever reason in the United States at least that wasn't
0: a model that sustained anything. And damn sure the pizza wasn't going to carry it on its own. No, <laughs> <laughs> now, For me, I remember thinking that at the time, especially when my kids were growing up, that it seemed pretty expensive to have a party at these places for what you got as far as like food and that kind of thing.
2: Well, yeah, the parents uh, were probably never happy about the cost. I, I remember taking my son there and, you know, this is later on in the 2000s. It was it felt very expensive. So I'm sure it was a similar feeling back then to our parents.
1: You're probably paying a premium for, you know, it, it's more than just playing games or just having cheap pizza. So right. there's probably a bit of a premium on top of that because of, you know, how they catered to kids and how it was such a treat. It wasn't crazy. It probably was like a 25 or 30% fun tax on top of what you would normally pay for those things to do it at one of those uh, locations.
2: I don't think that necessarily is what killed it. I think it was more the arcade games dying away because of home video game play. And then honestly, I know that I'm not going to say this killed it, but it certainly made it less fun was those damn ticket redemption things that that is the worst Uh, thing to ever stick. Don't (laughs) call it an arcade ever again. If all you have are ticket redemption things, those things are fun on their own. If that's my expectation going in. That's an excellent point. I was just about to say, you know, on their own merits, they're a fun
1: thing to do. But when they're replacing this other thing that you expected or you anticipate or you're looking forward to. Uh, I visit arcades, like I'll visit Orlando and go down to Old Town down there and they're like, an arcade. I'm like, walk in right. and it's a bunch of quarter pushers. And I'm like, yeah. where's the arcade again? I- I'm missing that. But that's a moneymaker. Don't I call understand it a cheeseburger
2: that- and hand me a hot dog. I, I like hot dogs, yeah. but just don't call sure. it a cheeseburger. Call it a hot dog. It's that simple. You're right. You're right. Yep. I think that really threw it in our faces when they thought that they could still call it an arcade and change it to that and we would accept it. Because I certainly wasn't going I was really mad about it. I want to. I could tell. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> I want to say maybe the last time
1: I went to a Chuck E. Cheese, I don't know that there were any arcade games at all. Not even like one of those, you know, 25th anniversary Galgamus Pac-Mans. I don't remember right. seeing anything.
2: I can't remember the last time I went to a Chuck E. Cheese, honestly. I mean, it's been a good amount of time. Isn't that sad? That's, I yeah. mean, that's the
1: that's the problem. Yeah. And you know, it's not, they're not dead by any stretch of the imagination. No, no they're still hanging I'll around. I still see
0: commercials for them maybe now then.
1: So I looked at, as of like 2017, this Report that I saw six hundred stores for Chuck e. across, across forty-seven states and fifteen countries. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, okay. I'm sure there's, there's tons still of out a market there. for them. There's still
1: kids They're appealing young to who somebody. Enjoy them. Yeah, yeah.
2: Just not me. You still got the stuffed animals. Now, does Chuck E. Cheese still have the band? That's a good question. I don't know if they still do. The last time that I went to one when Michael was six, which was about ten years ago, they still had the band. Then they I did. can't say for now. It, it seemed like again. I haven't been
1: to them very often. As much as we lived and breathed to go them the fact that we haven't been in a while tells you
2: you know I mean, the state of where we're at with they those. probably but, still have them if for nothing else it's probably more expensive to rip that stuff out of there and do something else with that space than to just leave it
1: maybe i would be curious to know maybe one of our fourth listeners has been to a Chuck E. cheese more often than us <laughs> and could <can> tell us <laughs> yeah really but yeah i mean they're still out there 600 plus stores i mean they're still cranking i mean as recently as um, oh i don't know maybe three four years ago here in my local town there was you'll love this ripoff name there was a ali koalas pizza arcade <laughs> oh, <geez>. really <laughs> yeah even though it was a points redemption even though it was in a, a highly traveled area dead they closed up shop really it just, There wasn't enough money to be had in it unless you have the backing maybe of a major corporation
2: well yeah because i mean that equipment is expensive it's not cheap oh hell yeah and yeah. it can't draw anymore plus they don't do quarters and tokens anymore which i think is another thing that has hurt the arcade business now it's the swipe cards with the talking about the cards 6.7 yeah. points for a game yeah and who knows what to, it costs yeah yeah and they I can mean, adjust it on the fly
1: and you never know exactly right. what it's going to cost and, well and they do
2: i've heard that they change it during high traffic times and sure stuff like that yeah. so, interesting get people moving yeah yep. it just i think that it hurts the <sighs> overall experience though because putting a token or a quarter in the game that's part of the experience swiping a credit card. I'm like, you know, soon it's just going to be RFID chips in there. And then it's going to be the little armbands at Disney. And (laughs) next thing, it's just going to be a chip in your hand. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's just retina scan. I just don't want that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that just takes away from it for me.
1: Let's talk about the current state of the Chuck E. Cheese went away. We got older. There are a few other options. The most notable one probably is Dave and Buster's.
2: yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So Dave and Buster's tried to do the adult version of those. And for a while, I really really enjoyed them when they were still focused on the arcade experience, but at an elevated level. You had a virtual reality rig in most of them, you had the giant bank of Daytona driving car games. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And they had a few ticket redemptions. But last time I went to a Dave & Buster's, a new one that opened up in Panama City, it was all Ticket Redemption again. I'm like, what the hell, man? Really? <laughs> well, that's
1: profitable. I mean, I've been to more Dave & Buster's. I'll still go there. You know, I talk about paying a premium. You know, oh, if you yeah. go for like, pay, I want to do the meal and the game card. It's not cheap it's pretty darn expensive to do i don't think i've ever gone with my family of three and spent less than 100 bucks in a dave and busters quite honestly So, have
2: you seen the all you can play nights now uh, i've heard of those haven't been yep. yeah i'm aware like of them tuesday or wednesday some off night it's all you can eat wings and all you can play games it's a Dave and Buster's lock-in.
0: Right, yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> Sir, we're trying to close now. No, I'm not leaving. No, we're not. I wings. know you, John. You love chicken wings. I do, sure. You'll eat those all the time. But I don't think you go to Dave and Buster's for the game part, do you? They don't have enough good arcade There's a games few. There. There. There's
1: a few things that entertain me, but they're off in the corner. It's the retro stuff or some of the newer stuff that's still purely a video game. I don't go for the point of redemption. So I, I do right. go to play, but not, you know, unlike the old arcades where you had to lock me in there all day. Uh, I can probably get my fill of Dave and Buster's in about an hour. Exactly. i played everything so, I need. Yeah.
2: The $20 I think is what it costs right now. You could probably eat your wings worth of that, but you're not going to get the arcade play. You know what I mean? To I take see. it over the top. All
1: right. This portion of the show is sponsored by Dave and Buster's Unlimited Game Night. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that's cool. I had no idea. I'll
1: check that out. Hmm. The other thing that I want to mention that I think is an evolution of the, uh, the pizza arcade and in a way it's the growing up. It's the Gen X grown up of the pizza arcade the Chuck E. Cheese devolved is barcades. I've been in a lot of cities that have taken games and put them on free play or super cheap and they have a bar. Again, you know, chicken wings, jalapeno poppers or whatever. Have you guys experienced these? Have you tried them out? Oh yeah, I've been to a
0: few. I mean, they're fun. I enjoy them because this one is like there's no kids. (laughs) so That's right, because it's a bar. Because it's a bar. And then they said the games are usually, they want the games there to keep you there so you drink and eat more, right? They do. There's usually a beer holder on the side of the games. They want you to stand
1: (laughs) there, drink, play, drink again. It scratches a similar itch for me. I mean, not that I'm a huge drinker, but I like to have a beer or so every now and then or a drink. And I like to eat some chicken wings, as George already alluded to. And these basically, they say, hey, you know that stuff you like as an adult? Hey, remember that shit you loved as a kid? Come on in. They're both here together. And that's that's really
2: helped me a lot in reliving or remembering the fun that I had at these pizza arcades. I would love to do the barcades a little bit more. There is one here where I live, I think, but since I'm not A drinker. I don't really, I don't like to taste a beer at all. Occasionally I'll have a mixed drink if I'm at a casino or something, but that's like one Uh mixed drink in six months type of thing. (laughs) Right. So I don't get that side of the experience. I guess that's probably why I haven't really gone to any of them because the drinking part of it is something that I wouldn't enjoy. I would enjoy the gameplay. Let me pitch it to you like this You don't need
1: to go to drink. There aren't a bunch of kids running around playing the games. It's all adults who know what they're doing and they have courtesy. And you can get a soda there just as much as anything else. And you can get some bar food there as
2: much as anything else yeah so it's I can probably it's, do that. An, it's an
1: adult version of chucky e. cheese with your peers like chucky e. cheese was fun. which would
2: be much better i mean i'd have to i think i would want to go the first time with somebody i know it's you know kind of sure. like you don't want to go stag to the movie right yeah but yep i think that if i could do it that way where i didn't feel like okay yes you need to drink a beer to be here i'd be okay with that you sure don't yep and next time you
1: come to jack's we got a couple here let me know and we will uh we will hit it up
2: sounds good to me <laughs>
0: This is a Malibu Grand Prix Entertainment Center, packed wall-to-wall with the newest, most exciting games anywhere. They got them all! I really could get into this. And at every Malibu, you can get behind the wheel of a Formula race car and race against the clock. Malibu Grand Prix, day or night, for the thrill of it, the games in it, (laughs) the the fun fun of it, Malibu. Malibu.
1: You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap up our walk down memory lane, reliving the fun of the pizza arcades that we had growing up. I cannot get out of this show with being sure that we give a huge shout out and thank you to all the patrons over on patreon.com that support us every single month. I'm talking to you, Corey and Dana and Jessica and Marcus and Slow and Agile and Chewbacca and Steen and T2 and Thomas, who all are supporting us a little bit every month. A buck a month is as little as you have to do, and man, you're keeping the lights on at Gen X Grown Up, and we cannot thank you enough for doing that for us. Yeah,
2: we need all the tokens we can get. <laughs> we do need the tokens.
1: <laughs> Especially we hit up the bar arcade george that's right
2: (laughs) as always we
1: will be back in two weeks with another backtrack but next week with a regular edition of our show so you want to be sure you're here for that until then i am john mo thank you so much for being here oh man always fun george you know we appreciate you yes sir and fourth listener we appreciate you most of all talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcasts family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the gww.com.
2: Yeah, I didn't think I would oh, like okay. it, but I like this microphone setup a lot more.
0: Good. Great. Now, so George George's going to sound better than the two of us, and we're going to upgrade our microphones. <laughs> well, it's like a downgrade. is cheaper. Yeah, (laughs) really? Well, it's it's still money, right? It's an
1: upgrade.
0: (laughs) Hip Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!